It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network. Tina, how are you doing? I am so good and so tired. We've had such a busy week already, but it's been great. It's been really uh, good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's flat to the boards. We've uh, been banging out the episodes, getting loads of emails from you guys, and also taking part in stuff around difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And if there is a theme for today's episode, it probably is how to have difficult conversations with your kids, whether it's around pooing in their pants on purpose, Mm. breaking your stuff Mm -hmm. on purpose. Or what's our other question today? Um, Biting. Biting. On purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So how does all this come about? It's the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre's We Consent campaign. It's a whole grassroots campaign Mm. around talking about consent uh, from the bottom up, from yeah. everyone, from getting that conversation going with your kids around t- just getting on board with the idea that for everyone to have fun, we all need to be on board. Yeah, it's like a- essentially the campaign is for older people to realise that, you know, checking in the whole time and making sure sex is a fun thing and not. But for us, our role in this is to educate young children very early on about their private space, their private body what is theirs and their right to feel safe mm. all of the time. And what I was amazed by the, is that not everybody wants to have this conversation. Yeah. The, well, I guess that's not amazing, but it is. It's startling because we just assume we're so comfortable talking about it. I've been rolling this out, teaching this to three and four year olds for the years. last 20 years. But um, especially so in the school we were in in England, they took it super seriously and we saw the positive benefits of that straight away even in terms of when you would try to talk to them and they'd be like this is my space (laughs) you know but you have to respect their space and it's important that they know that they have a voice and that they don't have to hug that uncle or you know hold that person's hand and Mm. I mean there's times when for safety those things have to Mm -hmm. fall into line but I really think there's an importance here I mean of the holding hands but there's importance here for, pe- for parents to realise that when they see these ads on the telly, that actually there's there's so many different layers to this. Mm. And your role as a parent, if you want to keep your child safe and protect them, arming with them with the knowledge of consent and the right to privacy. To and say no. To say and no. Not, and not be convinced to say yes. Yeah. If your child knows the name of their private parts... And knows that no one is supposed to touch their vagina or their pe- pe- pizza. Pizza. Penis. Nobody Sorry. touches my pizza or my penis. <laughs> they will know in those moments, say, no, mm. I know you're I not know allowed to touch already. that. And it's uh, amazing. It's so really empowering the, for them. So, some, so we're going to talk all about these conversations today and all the questions that we've had in around difficult conversations. But definitely as I dug into this and prepared to sit on the panel, I was delighted to be there for the launch day of it. Yeah, very special day. Was how much people are afraid to have conversation around consent and sex with youngsters because you feel like I've got to give the talk. Mm. It's got to be, uh, I have a dream speech that's etched into stone. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure with that. If I mess this up, I mess it up forever. It's going to be so awkward when in reality, when you burrow into it, what you're actually trying to do is a series of little talks yeah, all the time. an atmosphere of kind of honesty where your child knows if they have a question, 
you will answer it as comfortably as you can. See, We're you're not- brilliant at it, but like I will totally cards on the table. Sometimes Mikey asks me questions and you're just like, I don't, I freeze. Like I'm like a rabbit in really? the Really? I would not have known that because I, I really pride uh, that we are like so open about stuff because it's hard for me too. But I just don't want him to have any shame like mm. I did or embarrassment about it when it's like, this is facts. This is science. Mm. You know, I just want him to feel proud of himself. Also, like if we get into the sexy side of this, mm. the the crack of sex is both of you being on board. Of course. Whereas w- I was probably raised in a time where you were led to believe girls don't want to have sex with you. Oh. You have to convince them. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I read to... I read all my Auntie Julie's Mills and Booms books. In those books, it was basically rapes all the time. I've for men forcing them. themselves upon the woman and, and the woman then, then falling in love. It. Yeah, yeah. Realizing, oh, I actually enjoyed Bizarre that. stuff. Yeah. yeah, so like it's all in our psyche. But no, I mean, I heard you talking to Mikey about consent the other morning. I thought it was amazing. Okay? But it's really important. Well, the started, checking in. Yeah. Check in. Because well, I it, also sent in that consent isn't just about sex. Of course. Consent is also, and Louise McSherry raised this as well, is listening to your brother when you're giving him that hug. Does he sound like he's enjoying mm-hmm. it? Is he making the sounds of someone that wants this hug? And I was saying to Mikey that consent is agreeing to things. Yes. And that you feel comfortable out, with. But like yeah. outside of sex, that's really important. Yeah. Like when you're out and about with your lad friends in the summer mm. months, have you agreed to do these things or are you tacitly going along with it? I mean, so many of the games that you played as kids had victims. Yeah. And ironing that out early doors yeah. I believe with this We Consent campaign started by the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre yeah. will lead to WhatsApp groups where people go did you get permission for Well you that? know that came up at the panel yesterday and I was dying for you to say that we saw that happen our son's WhatsApp group an image got shared oh by accident now to be fair yeah. But it was shut down so fast. First of all, the mom was incredible and she shut it down. But the other kids, in a really nice way, because they're really good kids, were like, we don't like that. Yeah, that's not, that's not right. appropriate here. And I was like, that's amazing. So th- it's possible. And what was that woman's name? Nolene Blackwell. Nolene Blackwell. I just, She's so amazing. I just loved her so much. I could completely fed, fell head over heels in love with her. Head over heels. Head over heels. <laughs> Head over feet. Head over feels and head over heels. Because you know what I loved about her? There was a little bit of Maria Montessori about her and how much she believes in the child. Mm. And I felt like she really wanted people to understand in the way we understand that if we can get here early, early intervention here, Mm. arm our children to know and understand consent. As the norm. So many of the problems we have right now won't exist. Will go away. And Maria Montessori is the same. She's like, Nurture the child, prepare the environment, give that child belief and opportunities and you, the world will change because mm, of them, no matter yeah. who they are. So I loved her. She's great and the campaign is great. Weconsent.ie is the place to go. On a side note, uh, the sharing of that explicit image <laughs> in that WhatsApp group was truly feckin' hilarious because he, because he shared it, deleted it, shared it again, yeah. deleted it. 
he accidentally shared it and like maybe he's, six times and he's having a total panic like his mother is trying to sort it out oh, he wants while to he keeps school. but I'm so innocent that I didn't even notice how inappropriate it was when Mikey mm. Mikey came to me straight away he was like mom look at this and I was like oh okay fair enough and then Charlie was like Tina that is so bad. It was a cartoon. It was a cartoon. So all I saw was a cartoon. I didn't see what was happening. So, so aside from teaching your kids about consent, <laughs> you need to teach them how to use WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. But also, isn't that brilliant about the the idea that, you know, our kids, these kids are... Our self-policing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's what you hope for. Let's get straight to question number one. Hey, Tina and Jar, I have a 15-year-old son. And up until he began secondary school, he was a very energetic, chatty and great company lad. <laughs> Lately, I've started to notice kind of a nasty streak in him. He can be very mean to us and his siblings. When he's annoyed, he'll actually break our precious things, like intentionally, on purpose, smirking, obviously enjoying it. He does similar things to his siblings and I just don't know why. My heart is broken. I can fully understand. Mm. My head is completely melted and I'm lost. I'm afraid of what's coming next. Myself and my partner have tried being tough on him, grounding him, being kind with him, reasoning. Nothing works. Do we just wait for this behaviour to buzz off or will it change? Is this our boy now or can you help? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, it's a big one because it's at the centre of honey, you're ruining our kid. Yeah. You think your kid's ruined. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, is this it? And when I look at things that our kid does, each and every time you get really stressed out as a parent, it's where you're going. Oh, is this who he oh is? Oh my God. Yeah. This is who I've raised. This is the human he's going to be. Yeah. This, this sounds like a horrible phase that... Well, it's your nightmare. Maybe we've all had at some point mm. where you're not even really sure why you're angry. I don't think I was ever brave enough to break no, my parents. No, absolutely stuff. not. But sorry, I mean the general. Uh, I'm going out on a limb before I hear your answer. But teen rage, mm. like this kid starts secondary school, and suddenly this stuff starts coming about. Mm-hmm. Teen rage and kind of. It's why Rage Against the Machine and all of that, that kind of music is so mm. popular because you're not even sure yeah. what unfairness it is that you're sticking two fingers well, up at. There's so many feelings, so many hormones, absolutely. But this poor mom. Awful. And like, what a bad example. Yeah, I'm terrified. Oh, That's the thing. I'm listening to the question going, oh, this is oh, my nightmare. Gosh. This is my nightmare. It just must be so hard when you've had this little... Exactly. Chirpy boy, That's now. What I was just about to say. When and you're like, you're mourning. Yeah, you're mourning. Where's my baby? I guess we were all ourselves though when we were teenagers, weren't you we? You particularly, yeah. I definitely wasn't. I I definitely had a, a temper. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I would never have broken anything, but I definitely stomped upstairs and called my mom baby a bitch. But Maybe not to her face. Probably to her this, face on once. This, I never called my mother uh, uh, a bee, but <coughs> I will say that. There is a problem in general, I think, in parents mm. around embracing the teen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know why? Because you miss the little cute yeah, pie who little wants to hold your hand. Who's like, can you tie my knees for me? Yeah. And you're like, 
course I will, buddy. Come <laughs> yeah. on over here. Oh, mommy, can we have you're a big God. hug? You're yeah. God, you're, the, you're their savior. You're the light of their life. Mm. But how do you embrace it when they're headed down a path you don't like? This is see, you talk about tough conversations. This has to be the toughest. Yeah. Well, see, you've been very good at highlighting to me that you have to because I I make no bones about it. I my area is younger kids Mm. and I just adore being around younger kids. I'm at my happiest and I do find it tough when they become independent, pushy back children. And Jarlett's been really good at helping me enjoy this stage, Mm. too, because it's all very new for me. I'm not used to being a mom to a preteen. But like this is the worry in the back of my mind the whole time. What if he turns into a nightmare? What if we lose him? Yeah. This is what this mom is thinking. She's thinking, have we lost our kid? Like what happens next? Is he going to start drinking and doing drugs and not coming home? Like he's breaking stuff in the house. What's the next step? He's going to start. Yeah. Yeah. God. Well, what can they do? Let's think. First of all, you got to get the school involved. Because there's so many resources in these secondary schools now. Most of them have teamed up with some kind of um, mental health well-being organisation. The school we're about to go to is linked with Jigsaw. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's really worth getting their expertise help. Great. What do I say when I go in there without damaging the reputation of my child in the school? Well, I think... We all care about that way too much. But at this point, you got to put that to the side. You got to make your appointment with their year head, Jar. Mm. I'm serious. And you got to go in and you got to tell him or her exactly what is happening at home. Mm -hmm. Ask, are you seeing this at school? You know, maybe it's a massive problem in there, although I'm sure they know about that already. Yeah, is there something else going on yeah. that we don't know about? Is he being bullied? Why is he so Is he angry? unhappy? Yeah. And, um, That's but, great. Yeah. But the number one thing is get the school involved because then, first of all, they can indirectly get around him, indirectly help him by doing like different classes focused on respecting parents, working Mm. with our parents, stuff like this. Resolving Resolving your feelings, resolving issues. And then secondly, they could bring in the whole family and have a meeting Mm. with him in the school. Like that is one way to do it, but that is definitely how I would do it because he's a teenager who's not respecting his parents. So find somebody he does respect and will listen to. So that's the big picture answer, which Mm. I think... On the first level of this, like you obviously, Tina gets in touch with everybody with the strategy, mm. reply to this person already and will stay with them. This is what I love about yeah. your help. Yeah, that's the big picture. Now I'm going to ask you, Tina, what's your advice to the parent who's struggling not to lose their shit? Yeah. When their little bollocks of a teenager is gone, I seem to have broken your... um Laptop stands, mm, you know, like malicious. I shit. doubt they're, I doubt they're managing to keep it together. I wouldn't. It'd be so hard. Look, I had a moment myself this morning where I realized, hold on a second. This bad behavior is my fault. I'm not saying this mom. Yeah. But Do what happened in that, in that moment was that I remembered, <laughs> I had a moment of going, Oh, my God. What if my listeners saw this? What if the people I'm helping saw this? Yeah. If they saw this and I, I just stopped and I went, no, this is not happening. 
and I left and I left the room and I went off about my business and I just left it and I went to quiet which is always my advice. It's, it's always it's don't like react, go stuff. to quiet. Don't react, go to quiet. In yeah. the classroom, every single time. So and powerful. so in those moments where I'm doing my other stuff and I'm in my quiet, I'm thinking, God, I hope he has the sense to reflect yeah. on what just and happened. To come with the apology. Yeah, and he did. And, he did. and I just it gave me such a spring in my step because I was like, Okay, he actually learned something. It actually worked. And I, didn't I need respond. to. I didn't blow. I didn't mm. go. Well, oh my uh, god, you're taking me for granted. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard. Like here I am with all my training, and I still find myself doing that. But I would say in these moments, I mean, that is the most attention-seeking behavior I have ever heard. Mm. Smirking. Do not give while it. You break give it stuff. nothing. Give it nothing. Don't go to his room, break his stuff <laughs> and smirk at him at the door. I'm no. like, hey, you like me now? I mean, you might do that once or twice just because yeah. you're so crazy. Yeah, like I used to say that like, <laughs> Mikey would have, Mikey, I remember Willie White bought Mikey a laser gun that vibrated and shot oh lasers. Oh my and, God, and I'd forgotten about it was that the gun. the loudest toy. And it's the only toy where I was like, Tatina, be terrible if that thing got missing. <laughs> Hmm. Just got lost somehow, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? And you're looking at me with your eyes wide, going, it, "You wouldn't." <laughs> like, I freaking would. How um, that obviously happened to that toy because I forgot about that toy. It's that, gone. It's gone. It's gone somewhere else. Um, so this so, week, you we did have difficult chats, and it's also what's precipitated this episode. Yeah. Because, and this would help this person, right? Yes. That if handled correctly. The difficult chat, mm-hmm. when it comes from the right place, yes. when the it doesn't feel like you're just at me, you're just mm. on my case. Mm. Whether that's about how you set it up, the time and place you do it. Well, no, the most important thing and what yeah, we got me. back on track with Charlotte was she has to have a chat with her partner and they have to get very clear on how they agree to react to this behavior. If they're going to react, they need to react the same way. Mm. And if they're going to try and do, I know it sounds bonkers to say, ignore that. Give it nothing, it'll go away. He is doing stuff to piss you off. And of course, it's going to escalate because he's in the habit of going to, you know, going to breaking your pressure. Like, that's awful. Right. So we're going to have to leave this answer here but I do think that as much as it seems like your child is gone, yeah, your no, no, teenager no, no. is here. I always remember your advice with the weenies, the teeny weenies. Mm. Ignore the bad stuff and come in hard with the praise yeah. on the good stuff. Because what they've said here in this email is this is a streak. Yeah. This is happening once in a while. Yeah. So there's no doubt this kid is doing stuff that you can give attention to. Yes. And that this awful stuff, the malicious stuff, has to be blanked like you've never blanked anything before. I say it a lot to parents. When they're small, you give them loads of attention spontaneously and out of the blue. But the older they get, the less you tend to do it because you're just busy and you're doing your Mm. own thing. Yeah. But they still want the same amount of attention. And then they will seek it out. In different ways. Mm. Now, this is very attention-seeking behavior. And in those moments, for whatever reason, when you're losing your shit, that child doesn't care. All he cares about is, I have you right now. I've Mm. got you. 
You're actually well, noticing me. They don't even consciously know that, but they want it. So try your best. Ignore it. Redirect it. Stay safe during it. And meet it with silence. Don't react to that. Don't react. And if he brings it up, fair enough. Talk about it. But just try and not react. And like you say, if you spot him doing something nice, mention it. In quick. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, after this little interval... I'm going to talk about the parenting hack that probably the only one I have. <laughs> what I is saw, it? I spoke about it in an article that's coming out in the Irish Examiner this week. And it is about communication lines and making it so that difficult chats actually have a space in the week where they can occur. Yeah, here it is. This is what I got, right? <laughs> If Dina gives all the advice on the show, this is all I got. Mm. If you're worried about having difficult conversations with your kid, whether it's about them being a little bollocks, Mm -hmm. uh, pooing in their pants intentionally, which is their next question, uh, or biting, uh, I just think that there needs to be a space in the week Mm. where real talk occurs. And chances are, if your kid is acting like that, they just want time with you. Yes, yeah. So I'm not saying that this is But time is, gonna, is so hard to give. Time is hard to give, especially when you have more than one yeah. kid. Yeah. And, but by and large, even just a 15 minute walk, mm-hmm. 30 minute walk together uh, will give you that space. I have been doing what I call a coffee walk yes. with our son once a week. It is the highlight of both of our weeks. Oh, yeah. Like he lives for it. And God forbid I ever say I'm, I'm coming. You're coming. <laughs> well, like this is the other thing is like, I'm sure daughters will yeah. meet it with their moms. Like it doesn't necessarily like I've never monopolized this. I've always no, said it, that you can. It, do oh, it. yeah. And it grew out of me having that space like on a Saturday morning to lie in, to actually lie in or wash my hair and dry it properly. Yeah. And uh, so I was delighted to see you going off. But it grew into something magical grew where into something else. Mikey yeah. will. Just open up to you on another level on these walks. Yeah, and it's not like, Dad, I really need to talk to you. No, it's it's mostly more quoting The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> well, for him, it's talking about what he's into. Yes. So if and you're like, you know, the way you, to, for loads of the week, you're like, I don't have time to look at what you've built on Minecraft. I have that half an hour, 45 minutes where it's like. You have my undivided attention. Mm. Tell me absolutely everything and all the mad ideas that you've come up with this week. And then I yes and all of the ideas. And within that, when we go get the coffee, whether it's a breakfast burrito or whatever, there is the time to go. Now, real talk, what's happening at school? Yeah. And I mean, he comes. I get a little bit jealous of the coffee walks because Mikey doesn't tell me much. But what I do see is when he comes home. He's bouncing. Mm. He's so happy and he's lighter and it's just magic. And I hope it's something that you always have together because it's just wonderful. And I'm so grateful that it's something you organically came to you mm. was turned out to be this incredible tool to us. Yeah. In terms but of at the center of it is not that we have a heart to heart chat every no. single week. It's more that if some shit is going down, mm-hmm. there's a window of time. In the week where he can bring it up and talk well, about it. It's why play therapy works so much, because when you get a child to relax, they will comfortably share. It's why they say sometimes when you're driving the car, it's a good time to talk to your kid because mm. you're not looking at them and they're busy. 
And it's really important, but it's very hard for parents to find the time. It's important, but it's super hard, especially if you've got more than one kid. It's so hard. And like, I honestly, Tina said at the start of the show that we've been really tired. And I know that all of you can relate to that. But sometimes I find myself going, well, what have I carved out time for? I'm training for the London Marathon. Mm. I run for an hour most days. Mm. I scroll Instagram and TikTok for an hour most days. Mm. I I know that that might be regarded as leisure time, but it's we kind are of part wasting of your job, some though. time. Yeah, it is part of my work too. But you know what it is? It's like you don't. I feel like we're all. None of us are saving time for ourselves. Yeah, and it's that tiny window. But well, here's the thing: that it's also making it time to. It's part of your habit now. Well, is it a it's priority? A routine. Yeah, it's this routine. is the thing. Is that, and someone said this to me that uh, when you get up in the middle of the night and you check your phone Mm. and they said do you check on your kid and you're like you don't you know you don't I was like I I didn't and I was like man I will check my phone but not my kid and it just sometimes you need to just go feck is this more important than that yeah but Jared I think that's because Mikey's 12 I mean you would have when he was tiny Mm. I always do if I wake up at all this is the neurosis that happens to me I wake up and I think I wonder is Mikey okay yeah you see he's probably yeah I'll be like this I'll be like this he's probably fine oh no maybe he's not he's fine I better go check him he's okay he's 12 okay I'll go check him in I go wake him up yeah yeah Tina (laughs) shakes him away (laughs) every time are you all right go back to sleep Mikey it's fine I just want to check you're still breathing (laughs) this next difficult chat I mean is this kid even old enough for a difficult chat we'll find out hey Tina and Jar my child won't stop pooing in his pants he is four years old he doesn't care he doesn't care about the smell he doesn't care about the feeling doesn't care about anything he's the joker this kid is like (laughs) he's a joke some people just want to watch the world burn he Uh, doesn't care i'm throwing the pants out all the time well how bloody decadent is this lady that's understandable now to be fair nothing gets poo out tell me about it (laughs) throwing out the pants all the time because it's all so disgusting i don't i didn't sign up for this i love that i didn't sign up for this none of us did how can I make him care enough to poop in the toilet? Please help. I mean, is that it, Tina? Like, is it? He just doesn't care? Um, like, she seems adamant that that's <clears throat> what the issue is, that this well, kid is I, like, ima- yeah, put him in pants, uh, get rid of him, I need new pants. I'd imagine that is the frustration she's feeling, but um, there's a strange thing that uh, can particularly happen in boys where they're not very good at letting go of their poo. It mm-hmm. happens a lot now. Episode one of our series yeah, was about this. Like at least he is pooing mm-hmm. because even as bad as this is, this is, sorry, some children won't can't, let it go won't until even they have a pain it, in their tummy. Yeah. And it can get really bad, terrible constipation. And like can, they can end up having to go to hospital over yeah. this. So I don't want to scare this mom and I don't want her to think, ah, oh, come on, Tina, you can't tell me that this is actually, good. you know, yeah. it's, it's not good, but... It, it's a common thing. So his issue is definitely with the toilet. Mm. And um, maybe he's a little bit afraid of the toilet. Mm. Like we do take for granted how much it, they slip into the toilet it, when they sit on it. Our friend, the uh, the Diet of Worms, were an amazing <laughs> sketch group. Okay. And they had a series 
in which a boyfriend and his girlfriend, the girlfriend says, um, maybe just tell me one thing that I could change <laughs> oh, yeah, about me. Oh, you love that in the Walsh's. Uh, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, maybe just uh, you might be a teeny tiny sometimes a little bit <laughs> lazy. <laughs> and it's such a damning thing. But is that part of this, Tina, that it, girls aren't as lazy as boys? Oh, I'm not saying girls don't do this, but uh, yeah, I hate generalizing, but sometimes boys can care that tiny bit less. It is unusual that he's, he doesn't mind the discomfort and, mm. you know, it has to be causing irritation. But I'd imagine that... A lot of children struggle with letting their poo go. It's a real thing. I'd imagine here his problem is the toilet, letting it go into the toilet. And how do we help that mom through it? I think perhaps they need to look at the seat on the toilet. Is it too big? Is he slipping in every time he sits mm. on it? Do you need to get one of those smaller seats to go inside it? Yeah. Does he need steps up to the toilet? Is he worried about where his poo goes when he flushes it? That can be a thing. Mm-hmm. They don't know where it goes. They don't want it to go. It's, they feel it's part of them. I mm-hmm. mean, kids are really strange. Probably a couple of YouTube videos. That <laughs> you don't would even be very there. You're like, yes, kids yeah, are really well, I strange. I do think that kids, that the process, <clears throat> if you can make the process fun, that if it's more fun to do this than that. And informed. Sometimes just teaching them about the digestive system is really helpful and how that's your garbage, you know, What's the word? Shoot. Mm. And, you know, everything that comes in has to come out and teach them about the job the food does. Darla's like rubbing his head, but well, I'm serious. No, no, no I, I'm thinking about what you when you first told me about this email. Yeah. My first response was make him change his own pants. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. I mean, in our nursery and any school I've worked in, if a child poops themselves and they're four, you are sending them, like, you're obviously observing and making sure they're not, like, making hames of it. But you are making them be independent about it. Mm. They are having to so take I, off I those pants. So I wasn't a million miles away. No, but, it, like, you did you did say shame them. Yeah, because they rub his nose in <laughs> Yeah. <it. laughs> no, I mean, I just don't want to shame them. <clears throat> like, so many times with boys, as I understand it, it, and and men and grown men. <laughs> Let's be clear. You have to be careful of generalizing. But some of the some of the problems that you're having with your husband, yeah, are that he doesn't know what it's like to be you, mm. having to deal with him leaving his shit everywhere, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's Agreed. why women need to go or moms need to go away to hotels. To husbands have to a let... tendency to turn up at those hotels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? That like the absence of the person picking it up or making it clean. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe like I in my experience, the stuff just gets the piles just get bigger. No, no, we'll get back to the kid. OK, okay. sorry. <laughs> in your experience, if the kid understands, oh, this is. Th- yeah. This is what happens when if this is so annoying every time I do this. Oh, yeah. You're talking do about it. the inconvenience. Yeah. Yes. And that works. If he's lazy and this is causing him more work. Yeah. No, no. The inconvenience of like dealing with it like, OK, that's unfortunate that you have pooped your pants. But now you, you, got kn- a big now of you gotta you. throw that poo in the toilet and flush it away because mm. poo goes in the toilet. Yeah. You gotta get it there. Those pants are disgusting now, mm. unless they are salvageable. You leave it up to the parent. They gotta go in the bin 
And now you got to go. We're running out of pants. Hmm. You know, all these things are a massive inconvenience. Go get them yourself. I'm busy doing this. Real you're old enough. Yeah. Consequences. Yeah. You're old enough to know we don't poop in I our feel pants. like I answered this question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really sorry for this mum, though, because you're thinking, what the hell is wrong with my kid? No, and what have I done wrong? To yeah. arrive at a situation where this is my child. And if he's going around, like, is it happening at, like, play school at Montessori? Must be. Must be. I mean, his teachers wouldn't be very happy with that. Yeah. I wonder. I, I would encourage her to ask because if he's, or is he just, is it a case that he's just having trouble letting it go? And because he holds it all day, if he's at Montessori or everything, then it's in his pants and he's like, well, at least it's out. Because it is so uncomfortable for them. So getting back to the theme of the day, yeah, being the difficult conversation, mm-hmm. how do you have that kind of a difficult conversation with them? Do you sit them down at the dinner table? Do you say we're having a family meeting about this? Well, like what's the best way to pitch this? Because four-year-olds are so with it. They're so with it, but also, you know, they're still small. And I think the best approach with them is to go and get the body book and explain to them the how their intestines and their, you know, what system works, system works, their digestive system and explain to them the process and the toilets and how everybody, this is everyone's situation and that, you know, you're four now. No, you know, but don't make it negative. Keep it positive. And just, you know, we're all learning. And this is something that I thought you understood. But, you know, you keep pooping in your pants. <laughs> so we need to be clear. Older brother, because when yeah. we told Mikey about this problem over dinner, he said, uh, I'd tell him, let him know uh, that he's going to be called Bobby Poopy Pants if he doesn't. Like older brothers mm-hmm. and siblings tend to actually have the impact. Like we're not going to try and shame the kid ourselves. Mm. But like definitely there's this regulation between siblings of what are you doing that's why being a dope well that's why i'm wondering if it's happening at school because kids are not very kind to people who poop in their pants no they will say things like who where is the stink coming from grown-ups are worse they will announce it in group time grown-ups are worse yeah when you poop in your pants like grown-ups are really (laughs) i think it's quite taboo (laughs) um we were not, by the way, laughing about this question to Mikey. We no. were interested to know what, what he, would he would do. What he would do. And yeah. he said he would publicly shame him. <laughs> yeah, which was a disappointing answer from him. But at the same time, it did make me think, because Mikey obviously doesn't have any siblings. Yeah. That what kind of an older brother would he be? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Although he does love kids, but he loves them in a kind of why are kids so ridiculous kind of way. God, yeah. Because yeah, during really, the week he... Yeah, he was with another little kid and, you know, he couldn't let her have a tiny thing because she would have swallowed it. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of, you know, moved it away from her. Yeah, he's quite sensible with little kids. Yeah. And she would upset me. And that's a tiny child. This is why I thought the four year old will be able to get what you're saying. But this is your system. This is how it works. Show them a video on YouTube about how. The poo goes through the S bend in the Oh, a YouTube video is actually a brilliant idea. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm on a roll today. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they're just worried about where their poo goes. I mean, Mm. it is part of them. They're letting it go. They want to know what happens with their poo. They give birth to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't confuse them with that language. I can't wait to hear back from this, Mom, when you say Yeah, I hope that's helpful. But um, like I say, it could be worse because this is a huge problem for boys. A huge problem. My daughter has started biting. If she gets in trouble or does something wrong, she will say, 
I'm going to bite you so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's cute because it's not our cat. (laughs) Yeah. But it's It's terrifying if it is your tiny child. She's two and a half. Two and a half. I'm going to bite you. But still, I can't believe she is weaponizing the biting behavior. Her nursery teacher said the other children are afraid of her. Oh, no. Oh, she's biting. She's biting all around her. Yeah. I'm worried that not only will she have no friends, Mm. but that we might lose our nursery place. I mean, that would be crazy if they kicked her out for biting. Do they do that? Of course. Yeah. If if she keeps biting, she's not safe. How can I stop her from being a little vampire? Well, at least there's mom has a sense of humor about yeah. the whole thing. But still, these bites are, She's a lot biting. of times they're very sore. Oh, they're extremely sore. She's biting at school too. That's really bad because that means she's like, she she, <laughs> she gives zero shits about yeah. who she bites. Well, let's think about this. It's dangerous, not just for the children or the parents she's biting. It's dangerous for her. Mm. It's and very dangerous. Common? Yeah, yeah. Well, two and a half, it's very common because they're still, they're finishing off their teething mm. and there's all this sensory stuff in their mouth. And she says, I'm going to bite you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. She's gotten a big, massive reaction for the biting. Okay. Right. Understandably, it's a mm-hmm. horrible thing to do to someone and yep. it hurts. So you're going to let out a yelp or something when it happens. But I do feel sorry for this mom because I remembered a long, long time ago when I first started working in a behavioral language unit. Uh, really extreme behaviours in kids and working with kids who were only two and three years old and one of them was a biter like this and would be like I'm going to bite you and it's the idea that you can never fully relax (laughs) you know you always have to be ready to be able to guard off or get out of the bite that's not a nice feeling sleeves and stuff well that won't save you from a bite at all but what does save you is you've like you know it sounds really silly but you know if you've ever done karate being able to just wipe down their arm wax on wax off yeah wax on wax off their arm they're they're gently you know Mm. out of that space but look there's an issue here there's definitely a biting issue it's a behavioral thing but at the end of the day it always comes down to what's going on in her mouth Mm. that she needs to bite really yeah so there, this mom's going to need to do some ex- oral exercises in there. I've talked about this a few times. She needs to get those sensory toothbrushes you can use. And in the morning before this girl goes off to nursery, do some work on her gums with the sensory toothbrushes. Get her to bite down on them. You can get a sensory necklace that she can wear and she can bite that when she feels like she needs to bite. Because she probably, it might just be her temper. But I would say it's more more likely to be a sensory thing. This is really shocking to me because I would have thought the issue is anger. Yeah, but I mean, she is feeling like she needs to bite because she the, whatever is happening inside her, she gets a release from the bite. Mm. So we have to redirect that and deal with that need in her mouth. Mm. But um, also what about f- the anger? Because well, obviously when she gets frustrated, this is what she does. I know. Well, threatening to bite them, I mean, it's so bold. I never so use the word bold. Like, I know, you find I it adorable. I never use the word bold. But like, it is frightening. And I mean, how out of control must this mom feel? Her daughter's threatening to bite her if she does anything. And the kids at school, it's just not good. She needs to come together with the nursery and figure out with them, how are they managing it? When What's their reaction to it? If she gets the necklace, talk to the nursery about the sensory exercises as well, because... 
that'll be really helpful for them. You mm. see loads of kids in nurseries and younger classrooms wearing those necklaces now. They're very common and the kid will bite on them when they're feeling like, you know, this over sensitized feeling in their mouth. And how do you know about this? Like what? Like this is obviously there's a lot of research around this that like these kids that bite because most parents would be listening to this going, no, no, he's just being a little bollocks. He just yeah, bites well, into things. Of course, there's an element of being a little bollocks, but they've, they've had their teeth come through. It's all very new for them. And like we are gradually understanding, understanding. Sorry, I can't get my words out this morning. We're gradually understanding that there is sensory. We all have sensory needs, all of us, mm. some more than others. Some get overloaded. <laughs> Charlotte's doing sexy face at me. Sexy eyebrows. <laughs> but we all like we all deal with it in different ways. And we're trying our best to understand that other people, different things affect them different ways. Mm. And you have a thing. I have a, I think a hearing, a hearing, thing. a hearing, sensory hearing issue. I can't deal with. When somebody's doing an accent, <laughs> Dana immediately is like, can you stop? Well, she doesn't <laughs> do the accent back. But I think that's one of the reasons you don't like my accents. Yeah, no, that's it. That's all. That's <laughs> <laughs> They're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, getting back to this, though, to help this, this mom and to help these poor kids that this child's going to school with. Um. I would say uh, putting in a sensory diet for this child's mouth is going to change something anyway. Um, getting up in the morning and after they brushed her teeth, doing the gum exercises, getting her the little necklace and telling her she can bite into it if she feels like she needs to bite. But also get her eating crunchy foods, bread rolls, apples, carrot sticks, really? all these things. She needs to feel if she has a sensation to bite and if that is where her anger is leading her. Deal with that feeling. Get that feeling out of her. You know, can you imagine how out of control she feels in her body mm. when to feel better, she needs to bite down on something? Mm. And like I always say, if you have a biter, you need to arm the children, the teachers, the parents around you with the knowledge of how to get out of a bite. You never pull away. You always push gently into the mouth. Their mouth will open. They will release. If you pull away, their mouth will go down tighter. Easier said than done. It's so easy. The child isn't expecting it either. The kid is biting my arm. Yeah. The tendency to... Yeah, just but think about it. Away. It makes so much sense. You pretend to bite me there. No, no one can say. Okay, bite me. No. Okay, if someone bites you and push you push in. into the bite, they have to. They have, to, they open have to open. They have to. But they can't breathe. If you pull away, they're just going to bite. And is harder. there a limit to how hard you can push into them? Oh well, they're like, only little. If they guys. bite you. You drop the elbow in. <laughs> no. Their Jarlet. head goes back. Charlotte, Charlotte. But like, I'm just saying, my heart goes out to this parent and yeah. anyone who is listening to this going, I have a biter as well. Well, she can't relax, Charlotte, because yeah. there's every chance she picks her child up, her child just bites her. Sorry, I cut yeah. you off, Charlotte. Hey, like it's when people cut them off. Uh, it's just uh, like, you didn't sign up for this. Hey, come on, have a baby. Yeah, but the child, have a kid. the child's not happy the either. Like biting me, all I'm doing is feeding you. Is <laughs> you any idea how many nights out I've missed because oh, of yeah. you? Well, it's the weaponizing of the biting that's horrible. I'm gonna bite you. Like that's not nice. Yeah, she knows but, well. But also that, like, I've like basically it? given up my life to bring you into the world, <laughs> yeah. and now you're repaying me by digging your teeth into my arm. Like mm. when you're when you're putting band aids on the bite marks on your arm oh, in the evening you're going yeah 
It's great to be a parent. <laughs> oh, the joy. Yeah, well, that's why we're here the to crack help. of it. Because I, I, I'm just saying my part in this answer today is my heart goes out to these folks. Yeah, I'm sure they go to bed crying. I would if my child was biting me like that. Or if a teacher had to come to me and say, look, he, she or he is biting their friends. I mean, biting the other children in the class. That's mm. terrible. Well, that's the worry about having no friends mm. part in this email that like, what do you say there? Because the rep well, goes around. Yeah, that's Johnny. He bit me. Yeah. And, and it's terrifying. He's like, well, he's not going to play that. <laughs> it's like, so that's that simple. Well, biting You're not is... Going, well, yeah, get Johnny the biter over. <laughs> well, biting is a dangerous habit because it's really dangerous for the person who's biting and the person who's receiving it. I mean, it's really germ. It's not yeah. a good germ thing. You know, it's not a good germ thing. It's there's not a, a good doctor. germ thing. There's dog so, mix so, stuffings yeah. for you. Um, so, right, there's a lot of suggestions in there. And obviously you'll email this person back with the strategies and where to find these yeah, things well, like the reacting, necklace. Reacting to the bite with a loud shriek or overreaction is not good. They're going to want that again. You have to try and stay calm, release yourself from the bite, distract them and later talk about how we don't bite. Tell them what things we do bite. We bite apples, we bite breadsticks, we bite... Hot dogs. Know, hot dogs. We use our teeth to eat. We don't use our teeth to hurt people. These discussions need to be had. Bring the nursery on board. Get them to do groups about teeth, taking care of teeth, teeth hygiene, how we don't bite other people with our teeth. <laughs> You know, Tina, they, and, to finish this on a lighter note, like that's great—a great answer as always. But Tina once did a circle <laughs> with a group of kids about teeth, <laughs> well, the importance of brushing full, yeah. your teeth. Full disclosure: tell them how this backfired <laughs> so well, hard. I actually have developed quite a fear of teeth. It's mm. a weird thing. I a few years ago, unfortunately, I did have a cancerous tumor in my face. And um, because I'd gone to so many dentists to say there's something wrong, there's something wrong with my teeth and they kept saying there wasn't. Mm. I developed a, a mistrust of dentists mm. yeah. and a fear of teeth because the pain in my teeth was just so bad. And you also believed in vampires as a child. I did. I am okay. afraid of vampires. <laughs> All the cards are on the table. Now. And I also thought vampires were real. And now I, I'm thinking that She's again. Her shoulders up around her ears right now. I'm terrified and of vampires. This is where I reveal to you that I'm actually No, no, don't. You know I can't okay, take that. carry on. Okay, so... So I was trying to be brave myself. I had the big, massive set of teeth. I had all the toothbrushes. I had all the information. And I was trying to be brave myself because, to be honest, working with the big teeth was making me want to hurl. I was feeling lots of feelings about them. I was like, oh, God, teeth are so scary. And so I took it really seriously and I drove home how much you should brush them. Anyway, a few days later, one of the moms had to come in. Her son wouldn't stop brushing his teeth. Like he was making his, it was very bad, Charlie. Like his gums were bleeding. Oh, no. He, oh, he no. was like, you, he said, he was like, Mrs. Regan says, you have to brush your teeth all the time. Oh. <laughs> Every time you eat, it went way too far. And then I had scrubbing to, them. oh, scrubbing them, like basically You're afraid to, good, afraid to sleep in case he didn't get the toothbrush in there. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had to then have a circle about how, you know, really clearly. Sometimes your teachers don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I may have gone too far and that it's just after meal times, you know, in mm. the morning and night time is Did probably. Help? Yeah, no, it did help. It did help because that's the thing. When, if you tell children what 
to do, they'll do it. They will. Like they really take it in. That's why using your nursery teacher is important or your play school teacher or your Montessori teacher because they will listen to that. Like mm. he listens so you well. You can fill them with shit. Like you can tell them anything. I mean, I once mixed up the continents Asia and Russia and like there was no going back. <laughs> <laughs> I confused the hell out of those kids. Yeah. Every time they passed a map. And are you still clear on it? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our episode for this week. Tina, thank you so much. We have more, though. There is more to this episode. If you want to come over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad, you can hear what happened to the kid with the stage fright. You remember this email? Mm. Parent got a touch. Kid didn't want to have any part to do with drama class after one screw up where he forgot a line. If you're having a similar situation uh, where your child is balking at the idea of putting themselves out there, you'll definitely want to hear the outcome of this and what happened when they applied Tina's strategy. We're also going to get into, if we're talking about uncomfortable conversations, what is the conversation that Tina is least comfortable having with me? That's (laughs) over on Patreon dot com forward slash Irishman Abroad Tina thank you so much as always is there anything you want to say to people about it? no I'm just uh, thank you Jarlett I'm just so excited that today is this is our 26th episode yeah, flying it it's incredible and I've loved it and uh, I've just loved the community we're yeah. building and all because of you guys so yeah, keep the emails coming the in you can so email in you. again if you have more yeah problems. well we've had loads of people email in two yeah. or three times it's honey yeah. you are ruining our kid at gmail com. Uh, shout out to all of you for tuning in and listening and why not treat yourself to membership get all the premium benefits over at patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad